0: What up, what up, what up? What's going on, podcasters?
1: <laughs> what up, gang? <laughs> I was trying to do the Halloween theme Welcome song. Welcome to
2: another episode of Bedroom Producer Podcast. I'm here with my good friends, Ricky from Lucky Roll, yo, 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 Maximo yo, what's Mondini it? <laughs> from Silver Moon Project, and I am your humble and gracious host. Moderately. Is that, is that, is that what it is? Who made you, though? Moderately. Host? Is that what it is? Is Ross the host? I think oh, Ricky's shit. the host. I said the host word? Yeah.
1: I think so, Ricky. Should Ross said he's the host. Big Daddy
2: so. Nat. Big Daddy Nat's the host? A.K.A. Ross, a.k.a. Pepperoni Nips. One was we should dress up for this for this pod. But the other thing I was going to say is, uh, you know what I was thinking a great TikTok video would be? Is if us three dressed up like Anchorman. And I was like, Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. Mama always said when it's right, it's right. Rubbing sticks and stones together in the pale moonlight. And then the harmonies come in. Sky rockets in flight.
1: I haven't seen that movie in a long time,
2: dude. That's like the most epic scene. There were, there were. If anybody is watching this right now and they've seen Anchorman, and they're like, not super young, well, they're probably they not will gonna have watch the harmonies the... in the fucking.
1: They're probably not harmonies. gonna watch the pot anymore because I don't remember that scene.
2: Now that's why we all do things great, bros, because we all uh, fill in for each other's gaps. You know. You're ignorant about yep. a bunch of bunch of stuff that I'm not ignorant about, but I'm ignorant about a bunch of stuff that you're not ignorant about.
0: I'm pretty ignorant about a lot of things. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Me too. All I, right. Well, yep. enough of a serious tone, boys. Yeah. We got a few topics to get through today, you know? Yep. <laughs> wait, wait. First, just... Max, what? Quick question. Okay. Are, are we
1: are we doing Halloween tomorrow? Are we dressing up for Halloween? You got to work. I got
2: something to yeah, I'm work. Working. We're like dressing up at work, but...
0: Yeah, a uh, bunch of people at my job are decorating dude people go ham for halloween know. at work man really? they like hey, by dec- the way i'm about to set a they decorate for, their uh, office man they decorate their cubicles it's like a different fucking world when you step into halloween at my, my job damn. it's insane yeah people are like yes yeah, i was a mind i, I want
1: to go out but i have no one to go out with damn i want to be go? mario and luigi you want to go trick-or-treating
0: been... you want to go trick-or-treating
2: it's gonna be 30 with degrees you, whenever I'm you get solid. off work what You want to go trick-or-treating when I get off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be like 30 degrees outside. By the way, boys, we're on the clock this time. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, we're on the clock this time. We're staying on topic, Max.
2: All right. We're... uh, All right. What's the first topic? We're here to produce the content for you. I want y'all to know we're here for you guys. We're making this less now so that we can start really staying on point and not going on adjacent tangents like I just went on with this. Love y'all. Exactly. So... Um, so we got a few topics today. I mean, Max kind of threw out the gauntlet. Uh, um, w- with the text message this morning. Let's see, let's <laughs> but see. But Ricky, if you got something, you know, it looked like you had a couple topics written down maybe.
0: Um No. Um I had um some hypotheticals. Some hypes? Yeah, some hypotheticals like What go? would you do if so I was thinking, what would I do? Because I was listening to this quote the other day, and it was saying, "You go to a job to pay for your car that you need. You have your job, to go to your job, yeah. But you have a car that you need to take you to your job, and you pay for your house or your apartment that you go back to, to for a short amount after for a short amount of time after you get off of work." Yeah. So, I was thinking, well, what would I do if I got rid of my car and I paid really, really cheap rent somehow, some way? Mm-hmm. So, I was thinking about that. I'm always thinking of hypothetical things.
2: I like it, dude. Yeah. And so, where'd, you, where'd your mind take you on that? Well, I was thinking, Don't you stop okay. Stop there, buddy. You better fucking tell yeah. me what happened. Yeah. So, what I was thinking. Through, baby.
0: Yeah. So, what I was thinking was, I would find a house with probably me and my bro and maybe a couple of the friends that were all about music and we paid super cheap rent and I'd get rid of my car and what I was what I was thinking was taking a loan out for my 401k yeah <laughs> and paying for the whole year of rent and essentially you essentially you 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 get 5 years to pay back
2: right no 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 uh, yeah. yeah.
0: So I was just, you know, thinking of like all the things that I would do. I mean, a year if you use it wisely.
2: Well, you you've have 5 years to pay it back and if you don't pay back, you don't owe any money because you've already invested that money. So that's the other piece about the 401k is that you basically You're just paying it back to
0: yourself. Yeah, you yeah. are and yeah. with interest. So Right, exactly. um
2: which is which is, you know, Fine. Honestly, it's it's, it's fine. talking about a four hundred one k is actually an interesting topic because yeah. I've taken a loan against mine. Oh yeah, paid back more interest with it. I'm currently paying off uh, every paycheck or whatever uh, part of what's back to my four hundred one k. But the thing is, if for some reason I get in a financial crisis and I don't have, um, and I basically don't have enough money to get by. That's just comes out as basically me withdrawing on my 401k. So I don't owe anybody money. Oh really? Yes. But you will lose that on your 401k and it'll right? Look, it'll slow you down right. for all the progress you've made. Yeah. But like to me, you. dude, I mean,
0: yeah, that's pretty dope. You know, I've been thinking about, I, didn't, you know, I didn't know that. So, so you, so yeah, the, I always wondered like, are you going to owe that money? Since yeah. So it you, you yourself? don't have yeah. to
2: pay it back if you default on it. Um, gotcha. but you should pay it back and you, yeah, with interest and it's good for you overall. right? Uh, but the other thing I'd say, man, is I've really been thinking about, you know, things that I've sacrificed personally thus far for music and stuff that I really don't fucking talk about, even with you guys or fucking anybody. Yeah. But, dude, I've sacrificed a lot. Like, I've... To work with Brian and to work with some of these guys, like, I've gone in mad debt before, you know, basically through that. Like really? Like, on credit cards, I've, fi- I've figured out ways to consolidate it and, like, I'm, like, oh, a I shit see. ton closer to paying it all off, dude, but, like... You know, I fucking work at a credit bureau and my credit isn't great because, and I've meant, and I've consciously sacrificed that because I'm betting on myself and I'm not trying to say that I have all the success in the world right now, but like I am on a better trajectory than I've ever been on and I forced that shit, dude. And like a lot of people, I'm not saying people should do that, but like, you know, people always talk game about fucking betting on yourself and doing all this, bro, like You don't fucking know till you know, bro. And like, yeah,
0: that's. Dope. I would
2: never change it, man. And you know, but I will have sc- scars on my fucking like having too much debt on my credit cards for periods of time where yeah. I had to pay that shit back. And uh, but to put it in perspective, it's like really what this comes down to is what are you willing to sacrifice? And the older I get, yeah. and the closer I get to my dream, um, like there's not much I'm not.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And so I've also been thinking about selling my house. Yeah. Uh or doing something with that. Taking yeah. that money and basically doing ex- yeah. and having and basically paying like $400 a month for rent. Right. At some place in South Austin with the boys. Yeah, that's exactly um, what I think about. For a period of time until you can afford more, but to me yeah. it's like it's uh it's honestly at the point now where I still would work a job because I just think I'm just, I would rather, there's so many hustles I could do, side hustles I could do to make money, but, uh, I do think that, and I honestly think I'm getting to a point, I'm going to be, I'm close to a point to where I could start going and playing like four or five shows on a like mini tours, I feel like, and yeah. sell some merch there I have, I have and not necessarily break, make ends meet, but how do you, like, how do you set
0: up like a little mini tour? How do you set that up?
2: Uh, you, you just reach out to the venues you say what you're doing usually the the best way to to get started is to come up with like the concept and all the like either if you're going to have other bands with you um but if you're like us and you're like a pretty small musicians who are just now making a name for themselves really what you do is you basically email every fucking you figure out the cities you want to go to you email every single venue in those cities you tell them who you are what you do in a very professional way you ask for you know the dates that you want, and your accomplishments that you've had this far. You give them an average draw, and you need some sort of like like that you're going to bring to that crowd. So yeah. and you need something to like back them up. Which not saying that um, you have to say that you know that you're going to have 250 people show up there, but if you say say you're going to have you know 140 show up, like you probably won't be able to book gigs there as easily going forward. So like you have to be careful about that shit. But, dude, anybody can book a tour. Now, the bigger argument to me is whether or not booking a tour is something that is uh, going to be beneficial based on what your stance is and how much money you're going to have to put into that. Um, Because I think touring is not the best allocation of your funds when you're first starting off unless you already have all the assets you need to go on tour meaning tour bus like
0: things oh, to see. to
2: distribute your merchandise with uh all of the sound equipment that you need like unless you have all of the assets i do not think that people should be going and just yeah the, touring without the demand
0: yeah well that I, I was thinking like what if i set up uh, you know hit up some venues
2: DJing could be very different.
0: Right, yeah. And, and I don't even know like how it actually works. The, Do I just hit up uh, some of the promoters that are booking I mean, at that dude, venue?
2: What, the way I've booked gigs my entire life is I've gone and done research on every bar and what city I want to go to. Like in Austin, when I got here, I figured out every cool bar that we wanted to read to. I figured out what their email was. I hit up every single one of them. Most of them didn't get back to me, but four yeah. or five did, and... As soon as I started booking four or five those four or five shows, I had shows coming to me for the rest of the time. Yeah, it kind of turns into a snowball. Basically, effect. like you just oh, basically see, have to go get those um, first few shows, and as long as you don't suck ass and you're friendly, like we made friends, we got booked on bills with other people, like super organic. There, there were oh, definitely really? like two or three bars. and There that were some I, shitty venues we played yeah. too. You know, there was like Red Eye but, Fly, bro. You remember that shit? When yeah, we had, but, we had but, we had but they pay, liked us and they booked us like multiple. Literally, times after like that. yeah. Because we made what thirty people? That's badass, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, we had a, we had a big group of friends. Yeah.
0: So one one of the ideas I had was to reach out to that club Barcelona because I noticed it doesn't get a lot of traffic and it's a big. It's, it's well, it, it's a
2: Barcelona gets a fair amount of traffic. Does it on the
0: weekends, uh, bro? We were there, man. I,
1: I would I would honestly all we got to do we should start hanging out there more on the weekends, right. like actually see it for ourselves, like. This weekend we should go. Yeah. Next weekend we should go, and the next. No, yeah. Like Max has a three, really good point. Yeah, row, we should do that. We should see what it's like. Yeah, I want to go. I'll uh, willing to go with you. Yeah, we should
0: go. I want to go meet the owner, and hopefully we can set well, up something like, like a monthly. A go, honestly, so. right.
1: Honestly, this is what I've heard. Uh, shout out to Jackie Vincent. Look, that's yeah. her name. Um, we, uh, I haven't met her, but I. I've seen her face like at like TuneCore events and shit, and like music, like some music uh, events and stuff. And some of the things they, they like actually talk about touring and all the things that bands are going through and stuff. And uh, one of the things I heard when it comes to live music was start the small spiral. Just just try to concentrate on Austin right now and just God, build that up yeah. and then branch out. To well, San Antonio, that's what I was thinking about Barcelona. You also have friends in LA. Yeah. So don't try to do a booker. Blah. Don't try to book like a yeah, Max brings up going, a good point. Going to LA. Maybe just fly out to LA like once or twice. Yeah. And, and I think Jackie did that too. That's why I was mentioning her, is because she has played so many fucking shows here. But you hear every now and then she'll fly to New York.
2: Yep. She'll, she'll kind of like well blip. she's like she's i think she's currently or she maybe just wrapped a tour but she's currently on a tour she hits up the east coast goes all the way up to new york and and basically but she's built it well, for sure for sure yeah, for yeah. sure for sure so, she's 100% built it so hit. how does she build how do you build that well, Jackie's
1: you, you start small and the when you get bigger and bigger groups here in austin they
2: all have friends all over the
0: true. country true i guess you i guess yeah, it, so, uh, so so like I guess that's why it exponentially so you're
2: here,
1: grows you, spiral you know viral small yeah. You do little, you can do well, bro, like, like all
2: the things I'm getting for LA, like this opportunity in LA that yeah. all came from Austin through me working through Brian who right. knows so-and-so, yeah. who knows so-and-so and like this lawyer I met earlier this week, dude, she, uh, she was going to introduce me to the same guy who I'm going to meet basically in LA. Damn. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, uh, I remember hearing
1: a story interesting about Kapiak moved to LA now, but they like every time they play a show in Austin, they sell out like lines wrap around the block. And, um, uh, I, I don't know how big that I, I, I would imagine that they wouldn't be that big in LA, but they're trying to make it there. But I remember sitting down with, I think Eric, the guitar player once, uh, ran into him at some show. Yeah. He, I was like, dude, how's everything been going? He's like, dude, it's crazy, man. Like, We just moved out to L.A. He's like, man, we play in front of some small crowds. There's some snobby people out there. But there was one guy that came up to us after a show. He goes, hey, I own this place down in Mexico. Y'all should come to Mexico. And they flew down to Mexico. He flew down to Mexico, and they did a gig. And I like tying all this in. So my brother flies drones for a living. Right. And uh, he gets all these really cool gigs. Shout
2: out Alex Mondain. Yep. Um But he
1: I'm always like halfway jealous of what he does because he he'll do some uh, real estate jobs in Dallas every now and then. But then all of a sudden, like next week, they're going to L.A. to do some shoot. And recently you just sent me a Snapchat of them shooting this uh, J.F. Kennedy movie that's coming out on Netflix. They're shooting it in Dallas. And uh, I'm. I feel like he gets like that's crazy a, a couple of grand like per gig. So he'll do a gig, wow. and he'll just live on it and do whatever he wants for weeks until he gets his next gig.
2: But he and also lives with your fucking parents. So let's be real, bro. yeah. Like, no, look, he and, is, I, and that's all. He good. lives in Dallas. Oh shit, he does not Yeah, he so lives he has with to pay for his own fucking rent. No, yeah, he Dang. does. My bad, Alex. I just little. I just, like little broke. But he's home all <laughs> the time. <laughs> but uh, he lives with Chris. That's super But dope. I would say th- – I I not mean to say that in a way that was knocking on Alex either because, like, I think living at home and doing what you love, what makes you happy, is the yeah. smartest move. In yeah. fact, I wish I would have done that personally. Like, looking back at me being 22 and how hungry I was to just go, like, make money and be independent – and fuck it, I'll say it, dude, making your own money and, like, controlling your – is the shit. Like, being yeah. financially in control. Uh, but, like, if I could do it all back again, I probably would have grinded my ass off just crushing it at – Maybe I wouldn't, but I see the perks of crushing dude, it. Dude, my parents a, like, wouldn't have let me, man. Parents,
0: my parents my parents wouldn't have let me see. I don't stay. think my parents would have either. Yeah. But they They
1: might have for a little while, though. I feel like it, it – it, it, uh, cripples you a little bit too. To it like does. I think that's the other like, thing. Oh, I don't oh, need to make aim. One
2: hundred
0: percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like right now, I, I have much more of a drive. But to you make know how much my happen. parents
2: would want me to come live with them now that I'm 27. They'd be like, because I just they haven't been able to hang out with me as much well. In the last yeah, five years. but for a little but bit, for a temporary. Yeah, period. Right. yeah, you're right. Yeah,
0: like uh, my stepbrother moved back to my parents' house, and my mom is losing fed it. up. Yeah, losing it, man. Yeah, losing it. I'm losing it.
1: But uh anyway back to uh I wanted to touch on tour or well booking yeah gigs? B- back on tour and gigs and stuff speaking of so I I kind of see my brother doing these gigs yep. doing creative film stuff which is awesome and then I have this valet job I swear I would be in such a fucking huge hole right now if I didn't have my wedding gig and, and so yeah. that's i've been imagining my wedding gigs as like per, i've been pretending i'm like already signed with a label and they're sending me off on gigs like that <laughs> on gigs for me <laughs> <laughs> it just in my head like it's just a fun thing to no, it's imagine. such an honest thing
2: to say but I, yeah <laughs> i mean, I, I mean uh, it, it makes it fun no nah, like, dude it, it's i'm like, the same way it, with my, in my own mind about <laughs> shit it, it's it's I'm what going to a to crazy did. studio session today, boys. Yeah. <laughs> like walking to your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the end of the exactly. day, you, you
1: really are. Like, you really
2: are. No, like, man. I think the like, same, like, when... It's uh, all a mindset, Like bro. The track that, And like when you're, like, living, like, the fact that people always say, like, I'm trying to chase my dreams, and it's like, bro, like, you can just live your dreams. And there will be parts of us, bro, If particularly if we're successful, we're going to look back at this time, like, the last five to six months as, like... We're gonna probably miss some of that shit, bro. Oh yeah, dude. We're gonna miss some of this shit, I should yeah. say. But but what's cool
1: is that back to my DJ gigs, I've I've been pretty much dude, I've been I've never would have gone to any of these places in Texas if it wasn't for this company that I work
0: for. That's dope, man. Yeah.
1: Dude, I've that's been, cool. I've been all over fucking West Texas and shit. Just driving around, just seeing what the rest of texas is like i'm just like dude this is that's crazy I'm bro like, i'm on the road fucking with my gear and like i'm i have this set i literally have a whole eight hour set quote unquote right right and i like do the same fucking thing every time i'm better and better at it and like my last gig i had a guy come up to me he's like dude you're the best fucking dj ever and i was just
2: like Thanks man. Really? Yeah. If man, you're having fun so with, so with it, good. bro, people really like that's the one but. thing that I, that's true dude. That's that's fu- that's fucking sick cuz like I was thinking about it the other day and it's like man you got to smile when you're doing what you love, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like you really have to like yeah. Like your appearance and the things you like let off mean a lot. Oh, 100%. And dude. It's,
1: I know it's wedding gigs, but dude, when dance time starts and you fucking crank those speakers,
2: there's you no know, that's the m- way more crunk than a club, bro. Yeah, wedding um, dances are way more crunk than a club.
1: A club, I still am curious. There's only
0: like a certain amount of people at a club that are really getting crazy, but at a, at wedding, a wedding, bro, Everybody gets crazy, bro. That's not entirely it, true. Uh, I've had, I've you're had, right
1: you're right i've done lots of weddings where nobody fucking dances one of my favorite as you can tell
2: who the family's like who's got the real soul in the family exactly it's really it's
1: really crazy because there's some there don't get me wrong there's a lot that people fucking get down and i'm like fuck yeah but they're one of my favorite weddings uh they're all like jaded musicians and Uh, they all, they wanted country music. This was like a six hour drive out into Sonora, Texas. Oh my God. Yeah. And, um, I played like, I have some banger songs that I'm like, if no, if people don't dance to this, everybody doesn't want to dance. They just want to chill. Yeah. And I played some of those songs and like a couple people were dancing. I was like, they really just want to fucking chill. And shortly after that, I went to go get a drink or something and while my DJ thing was going because my DJ set kind of mixes on its own, right? And the the groom came up to me, he goes, "Hey, smoke a cigar with us." I was like, "All right." I ended up talking to him for like an hour and a half while my thing was just DJing by itself, and we had the deepest talks about music. No like, way, bro, dude, because he talked about going on tour. Yeah, um, his wife was a big country artist out of Nashville, hmm. and they started dating. And they ended up doing acoustic tours together, just on radios. They they were touring just to play on radios. Oh, that's they cool. weren't playing shows or that's anything. Sick. Yeah. And he said he made a lot of money on that. I think he said the most money he made was like ten grand because he got his song placed on a movie. And that See, was dude. Oh, and damn. that's
2: a great segue to talking about what I'm gonna do in a yeah. So in a few weeks. Um.
1: Well, to close up what hey, I was close saying, what you got bro. Uh. Yeah, DJing weddings has been teach me like what I'm going to be doing and what I want to be doing. And you start small, you build, you start circling around your city. That's true. You start, you just branch out a little bit. Yeah. You go to just nearby cities. And then when you get, even, right. what you, you, you'll you, know, like whenever you financially, like you're like, I can branch out to here now. Right, right. You'll know
0: natural progression of it, of all the things. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. That for just sure. Naturally happens. And yeah.
1: then I feel like even with lewd dudes, like, cause it, I, I remembered it happened with, with us. You play your first couple shows, and you they're like, "Let's have you back! Let's have you back!" You start playing more and more shows. I'm getting to a point now with not only DJing gigs, but with my valet company. I'm just like, I'm so fucking sick of it, and I just want to be, I just want to get to a point where I'm like my making as much money as my brother, but playing music gigs. Right. Yeah. And,
0: dude. Me too. And
1: I know yeah. there's a middle ground. I know that it's possible. Yeah. And it's like, yes, I can finally quit this job, and I yeah. can just fucking fully just book, book, book. I'm I'm so right on the fucking playing live game right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm
0: trying to figure out a way to because that's day
1: to day how you're going to make chunks of money at a time. It's not going to be big at first, but if you're you got to start making it like because you start I. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you start make maybe, I don't know if you made any money on your last couple of gigs. But no, no. I, I feel like there's no, some bars, paid. at least with bands, you'll make, like, worst case scenario, maybe you'll make like a hundred bucks or 50
2: bucks or so. I mean, we played a lot of gigs for less than 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, So true. it's like, bro, like, you know, I, everything you're saying, like, I get what you're saying, and I get, honestly, that that really is the play for a lot of different artists out there and a lot of different bands in particular. Um, I think every day that goes by, that is a methodology that... Because um, you kind will of... will have s- more and more difficulties being successful. It really Unless just you're a- just like... It that all, much better bro so what are you right. thinking it all
1: depends on the crowd what's if
2: the alternative it, that you're thinking just what i'm doing oh, okay. not playing any shows Pushing building online. an online presence building online a presence, presence. like yeah. it scales universally and putting all your time into creating a brand uh, right. basically online
1: i'm i'm curious i'm curious about what you're doing though like if cuz i can see what you're doing mm-hmm. and like the first show you play mm-hmm. i would hope that a lot of people would come to. that Yeah, first I think
2: show. I think they will, uh, particularly like with the Loom community. But we'll see. You know, I, I what mean, ima-
1: I would it imagine it won't, won't really
2: bother me either way. But yeah, I think I could get. Uh, I think legitimately, like when I play, I mean South by will probably be much bigger than that, just because there's it's South by. Yeah. But I'm hoping my first show, as long as I can book it on a relatively decent night, and I have at least four weeks to promote it, I think I could probably get uh, close to hundred people there. Yeah. yeah.
1: I would hope that you could get that many or more, but I I, I would imagine
2: Like New York it, is another place that like I get way more listeners across like I think I could probably pull like thirty or forty. That's New interesting. York.
1: I would imagine that yeah, those those are probably solid numbers. I think I would imagine your first just in the spectrum of thing, if you're not being promoted by some just crazy uh label or some kind of company or something sure. that it's gonna take a handful of shows
2: to oh play. for sure bro i'm yeah. not saying i'm schoolboy q or somebody who like basically sold out every show yeah ever since they started playing but what i am saying
1: is uh but i think when you get that first show knocked out but dude like,
2: i mean this show is just it's just like anything bro like you just have to go do it eventually my whole thing is is that uh i want it to be I just don't think it is that important. It's just not that important to me yet. It's like I have so many. I'm taking a hip hop approach to this. I'm taking a online presence approach, and that's been working way more than me playing shows. And previously, now granted, I got way better product than whenever I was playing shows last as well. But like, I think it's uh, you know, it's just one of those things that's like I've had. Way more, in my mind, way more opportunity through this approach thus far. And I haven't played one show yet. You have a lot of fucking
1: cool opportunities coming up right now. Right. But, yeah. But I I get, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. maybe in my head, like the the only thing I can connect the dots with is like, okay, I'm extremely money hungry right now. What's like the immediate
2: thing? Oh, dude, no, no, and that's why that's why I don't. Uh, that's why I think your idea is great. My whole thing is, is, I think most people do what you're doing or would do. For let's just let's just say, like, you're you quit your job tomorrow, you go do and you start playing shows. Yeah. Let's say you start playing uh, three nights a week, and you're making a thousand bucks a week from your shows. My thought process is you that, put so much time. I'm just saying, let's just say that's amazing that you could do that, right? That would be amazing, right? Yeah, that would be. So let, like, let's, say, let's say that happens, right? Uh, after taxes. So you're getting 1000 bucks a week. My thought process is for you, bro, is that you will basically start to – a bunch of things will happen. But I think what it all roots down to is you'll become more lazy for everything else because you had something else that was working for you and you'll forget about things like TikTok and the hunger to go post things on Instagram and the hunger to go create social content as much because you'll finally be like living your dream. And I I think so many artists go and basically start Bro, playing you know shows they I start supporting themselves. I'm not saying you would, but, but you, you know how many artists thing. would do that? Right. Bro,
0: I see so much in the dance music world where so many of my friends started off DJing, right? Mm-hmm. And I quickly realized that, yeah, I bought my first pair of turntables before I started producing, but then I realized like I'm not really making music here, so right. I just quickly switched to production. And a lot of my friends never made the switch, and they, I mean super dope they've gotten dope opportunities to open yeah. for some awesome artists that I'm like damn I'm fucking jealous of that but they don't have a single track out but
2: what's their brand none it's none
0: yeah they don't have anything as an artist right they're just they're just a DJ they're right. an entertainer and i think about you know i think and that's some,
2: dope you can make a fucking even if you make 100 making grand money, a year
0: and they're making money i think there's a lot of parallels with what you guys are saying compared to that it takes time to build a brand Right, but what are you gonna be? Are you gonna be an entertainer? Right, you're just gonna be a band that, you know, opens for people that are just gonna be known
2: locally. Or are you gonna cut some of the best records that people or have ever heard? Are you gonna and cut through in the
0: in the global audience? Right, yeah. and that takes building a brand and like really cutting through like.
2: And and here's like a great like example of it, bro. You know? Is like yeah. look at all the people who are like have popped up like who really have in hip hop for the last you know, well, however many time. Like, bro, they they go to fucking China. They go to like fucking the UK like Europe. They go, so to, they go to they go to they go to the Europe tours pay crazy good money too, bro. Like Europe tours are like where the fucking money's at. And like they go to Australia and they go to all these places all over the world, bro. And that can only happen through a scalable online presence. And so yeah, I agree. I think that what I wish I did is I made as much money as I could in sales or even like close to it, just being able to play gigs all the time as well. But I think that that would have slowed down the other progress. It's like, it's almost like me being in a perpetual state of like, fuck, I'm not happy. Like, fuck, I need, I need something different. I need to be doing this full time. It's like the fire you get from that. Some people have to have that in order to keep going, and that's why a lot of artists flop after their sophomore album. And that's why a lot of people basically lose it. It's because they get to it; they finally get to what they've like been going for, and then they like slow down a little bit when they really need to be quadrupling down. But we're older now, so we get that. I think. I think that's like, yeah, you know, happens with a lot of people. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked. We got a few topics we got to get through today, and we want to get some songs well, on you I talk about the lawyer real, yeah, the yeah, real quick? I think we're yeah. on I think we're on topic though yeah we, yeah, are. we are you're right I just yeah. I think we should uh I was just about to bring up a couple others yeah, yeah, um, yeah but to touch on this so this week I met with a music attorney um awesome one in town uh she, you know Brian introduced to me or my my producer introduced me to her and uh primarily the reason for this is because I've had a licensing opportunity or a uh, sync is what they call it in sort of the industry um, where, where basically, for, for those of you who aren't aware, you would take uh, your music and you license it for films or for commercials or to really s- syncing it to be with picture. I was
1: looking at some free websites that do that. <laughs> I don't know if those are... Kind of bullshit.
2: Uh, you know, I think it's difficult. There are websites you can go to apply for. In fact, there's like one that's called MusicBed that I've applied that's for. That's what I've seen, and I I haven't uh, heard back from them. They're kind of like the hardest. Like kind of a boutique one, uh, but um, but this came up through a relationship that that Brian introduced me to a guy in town. Um, his so that's
1: what this guy does is license. Yeah,
2: he and he's been making a living doing that for like thirty or forty years, uh, maybe thirty. Because years.
1: he's getting percentages of songs. Getting placed on shows,
2: uh, yeah. Is basically, he puts, puts he signs rumor. songs and gets them placed. I think there's a lot of ways to do it. He probably also doesn't always sign the songs. He may just put it on there and take a cut. Um, but yeah, like you know, we haven't necessarily gotten down all the the business details, which is why we met with a music attorney this week. So uh, I went and met uh, and chatted with um, this music attorney, and she basically the reason for meeting was because Brian and I. I have this opportunity that I mentioned that I'm going to L.A. in three weeks to go cut some records with this world-renowned producer. His name is Justin Gray. Uh, he's, you know, from, from the way that I've been introduced to him, he's a big deal. He's, I think, you know, I've heard that he's the uh, one of the highest-paid sync artists. In fact, I've heard he's the second highest-paid sync artist in the world. Um, so... He's hot shit. shit. He's done a lot of stuff. He's worked with John Legend. He was on the Toy Story movie. Oh. I had several songs on that. Like, he's done yeah. quite a bit. Uh, and so, you know, I'm going to work with him for three days. Haven't had a conversation with the guy yet, but I'm going to basically have his studio sessions booked for three days in LA. Um, and this is going to be really interesting. But the things that the music attorney basically wanted to chat with was making sure that Brian and I have a template going forward for every song that we work on that we have a master agreement for, and then we have a schedule, which means it's just like a, it's an amendment of that, and you can basically have some terms that we all agree on, like that I get administrative rights for all the songs I get, we went over percentages, we went over everything, and then we have like a template where you can go and say each song, the different royalties that he gets for that song, uh, the different rights that you have on that song with blanks in there, and then we can sign and basically agree on. She also brought, to, and so that, that was the reason for her. Uh, that that we met, but we talked about a lot, and, and we're getting that. We're also basically we're made aware that you have to copper need to be copy, copywriting everything, uh, which I don't think any of us are doing yet. But when you basically copyright your stuff, you can go and do it in a very legal manner. And when you do copyright it, uh, it just gives you a shit ton of benefits. Cost you like fifty five dollars per batch of songs that you go and copyright. And the more important thing is you actually have to do it before your songs are published if you want to pay that rate. So th- she just basically opened my eyes to a lot of things. It costs more if the songs are released already? Uh, no, you just have to batch them separately.
1: Oh, so instead of So 55 you can't you can't you can't do fifty
2: five for three release songs in twenty so that you really have to sounds. do fifty
1: five per song that's released already. Or
2: something. I, some, I'm not exactly sure. I'll have to figure it out. But it's it's not it's not you know super cheap. But it isn't a step that you should be doing. She also mentioned about making sure everything's you know set up with BMI or ASCAP. Um, right. She she brought up a bunch of. She also she she was telling me about how I should have met Ted. She was going to introduce me to Ted, which I thought was interesting, um, because. You know, she had the connection for licensing as well. She has clients who do licensing. So it's cool, man. She works with a lot of other artists. And, you know, there's something to be said about people always talk to me about how you need a manager. Yeah. And like, dude, I, if I had a manager, I could be doing this and I could be doing that. And I think it's really important that you should be so busy. Your eyeballs are about to pop out of your fucking skull before you need a manager. You should be so stressed and so busy, dude. And so many, I remember I had, I talked to Brian at one point. I was like, what do you think about me getting a manager? Like, what do you think about me doing this? He's like, well, dude, what kind of work do you have right now? Like, do you really have that much work? And so the reason I bring this up is you don't need a manager to have a music attorney or a lawyer. You don't need to have a manager to have a publicist. You don't need to have a manager to go get a licensing deal. You don't need to have a manager to have a producer. You don't need a manager to have a promoter. You can go do all of that on your own. There's no reason for you to cut 20% of what you make, which is the standard rate for a manager, to go through all these different things. And the only reason I say that is because there's a lot of artists out there I hear who say like, oh, when I get a manager, I'm going to do this. And it's like, really what you need? You need a manager when you are... Booked as a motherfucker and busy. Yeah, I saw an and, interview. And you need shortened, like, I just, th- I guess, sorry to just tie off that point. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you start really having work, your short, your sword and your shields will start showing up. Like, all right, I got a music attorney now or whatever. You know, I mean, I got a producer over here. I got, you know, a promoter over here that comes out of the woodworks. So yeah. I got the. I think it just, like, trust your gut and trust organicness, man, because for me, that's what's worked out and i think like it really is for everybody and i don't think like i met all these people at this fucking loom event a month and a half ago who was like oh yeah i manage this group and i manage this group and i'm like how old are you son like what do you do right like to me it's just like bro nobody's going to manage me yeah like it's just it's just like you better be a motherfucking g if you're going to manage me yeah i, I heard uh,
1: there's sure? some there's some video i saw he goes you don't need a manager to get 30 people out to your show. He's yep. like, if you're getting 30 to 50 to even a hundred of people out to your show, you don't need a manager. You're just a lazy piece of shit. Yeah. And then he, and then he was just, Who like, said that? Now, uh, it was some YouTube. Guy. Okay. I got you. That's um, dope though. Um, but he, oh, Adam
2: Ivey maybe or something. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think I've seen that one. <laughs> it was really funny.
1: I was cracking up, but uh he i didn't mean to go on a tangent at, i that, was like yeah i was like it is interesting getting to a point where let's say you get up to a hundred to a few hundred people out to your show and then you start getting in the thousand range mm-hmm. how like intense of market that needs to be to keep those numbers of people coming to dude i, I don't know
2: no 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 so so it's You bring up a really interesting thing, and I think it has a lot to do with promotion. But one of the topics that I want to talk to today is about T-Pain. And T-Pain, for all you... that You all know T-Pain. Everybody knows who fucking T-Pain is. But T-Pain, a lot of people probably think T-Pain has fallen off. T-Pain hasn't. He's consistently continued to sell out shows. His last tour was called the One Up Tour. And he sold out... I believe he sold out, if not every show, the majority of shows. Um, but he posted a fucking video and have y'all seen it? No, I did. I'm going to, I'm going to just play it for you guys. If y'all are cool with that. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, grab me one if you don't mind. Thanks bro. Um, cause I think it, he just, he brings up something that I think there needs to be more of, which is straight up honesty on what happens sometimes. And that even the people who are like big bosses, like need to be able to, uh, Here you go. So here you go, boys. Fuck yeah. Isn't that dope? Yeah. And
0: most artists lie. When whenever whenever uh concerts get canceled or tours get cancelled, it's it's pretty low ticket sales. It ain't really about Oh shit.
2: So yeah.
1: Yeah, that's pretty So like dope. dude, that's I just want to do a
2: mad shout out to that motherfucker, T-Pain, because all y'all bitches are fronting. Everybody's fronting if they fucking cl- they do that shit dude, when they thought when they do not when they just cancel a show, it has to do with ticket sales. Okay, what well, particularly well, I'm with really massive artists. And well, that's what I want to talk about is how really massive artists Actually, aren't touring nearly as much as you think they are, and they when they do go tour, they have to spend an ass load of money to go do it. And I'm going to come up with a couple examples, but Max, ask me your question.
1: Um, I'm confused why Little Uzi canceled for AZL. ACL. AC, bro,
2: Little Uzi, like, uh, he's probably just kind of a sporadic artist. I think that's really when it comes down to Little Uzi Vert. Yeah. Uh. Him, Meg the Stallion also did, and she's real hot right now. So like, she's like, and she was playing at 115 at ACL. So I think that's part of the reason she canceled. But little Uzi Vert, I think basically he probably just was like, there weren't enough people in my crowd last weekend. I'm feeling weird today. Last night I drank. I mean, who knows what it was, bro? Yeah. Like, um, but I, I want to bring up a topic, and we don't have to spend too much time on this, but I think it's an interesting thing, and that is like the shit you don't hear about artists. Uh, who go and who are massive example number one so cardi B cardi B for Coachella Coachella biggest festival on the planet debatably live streamed everywhere it's a it's a very you know important thing cardi B got paid like 75 k to play her show at Coachella cost her 300k for the production the dancers the 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 fire pyrotechnics the Everything three hundred thousand dollars. So damn. Little Nas X has what seven songs, eight songs out there or whatever. They basically he blows up this whole last summer, goes from zero to hero so quickly. How many shows can he actually go play? Where is he gonna play? Can he do something like you, you, like these guys? They have growing pains as well, and. It's a pretty bad look if Little Nas X goes on a tour right now after being the biggest artist on the planet, and has fifteen hundred people show up to a show that with a venue of two thousand. You know what I mean? It's just or, oh, or, that was like so. That's like the it's just it's just interesting, bro. Like people think that these giant artists are able to tour like a motherfucker, but there's so many things that come with it, man. Like you have to put on a certain style of show that comes up with something Dude, that's so and so it's crazy. like it, it yeah. kind of redefines the whole thing of about a pop star and what you do and for me personally it kind of makes me want to really hone in on my live show like i think i've told you this max but i want mine to be like a performance that i'm the center of and that flashy lights and pyrotechnics and all that shit isn't like, I just want it to you literally told me You be, wanted to set it up like your bedroom. I wanted to basically set it up my like my bedroom and make it almost like a play, but not like with music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Which would be sick. I think that's like, that's sustainable because you can go do that basically. I mean, but shit, I'm going to have to pay some places yeah. to like get a couch shipped. Because so I talked to you the other day about for my
1: shows, I was like, man, I really like there. There are some Austin is cool because most of the venues here have really cool light set up. Right. So I can just, I mean, anybody that starts should just play shows. But my big thing, I would like to do lights. But um, the other thing, uh, I just had something in my head. Um, yeah, the style of shows that people play, but also, fuck, what was the thing you just mentioned? Uh,
2: just how much it costs to put on a good show, bro. Like, I mean, it's, there's so many artists out there who are spending, like, crazy amounts of money to like put on a front and they have to do so much to get like Jay-Z has to think about every time he goes to play a show because oh, I, what I happens if what they don't was. promote it enough and yeah. like, you know, 25,000 people show up instead of a full crowd of 50,000. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just crazy. I, you know I, what I remember
1: mean? what this, this, this blew my mind a little bit. I saw this on a YouTube video the other day. Um, it was, it was like top 10 things you should do as a starting musician. And one of the first rules was when you play a show, don't play a big venue. Like, play a small venue because if you pack out a small venue with 30 people or 50 people, it's like, holy shit, this place is packed out. Right. But if you bring that same amount of people to a bigger to venue, a big yeah, venue, of course. That's it's the same game. thing.
0: That's the same thing I was thinking about Barcelona. Dude, it's, it's crazy. Like, like, dude, if I bring my homies from San Antonio to come and play also. Like, we could fill that place up. Which is crazy. because
1: that That's like a bat. pretty, that's a kind of a decent sized place. Dude, the, it's
0: pretty fucking tiny.
1: Pretty, it's, there's like, dude, well, in my head, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about one of the first bars that I thought of was Stay Gold. You've been to Stay Gold.
0: Dude, that's a little bigger, bro.
1: Really? Yeah, bro. What? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I was thinking the complete opposite because of all the stay, tables. Stay
0: Gold's pretty small, too, though.
1: I was thinking of Stay Gold because of all the tables and shit that fill up in the yeah. middle. Yeah. But Barcelona, everything's just straight open. Yeah,
0: it's open. But dude, if you think about it, the DJ's like, think of think of the, the front of the room. The DJ's literally right there, dude. The bar is literally the size of this room. Yeah. And then the stairs go up. That it's literally like that, and the bathroom's like going that way. So it keeps going that Barcelona, way. Barcelona. Yeah yeah. 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 And then and then the stairs. Right. Are, this is this is it. Yeah. 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 Super small. Yeah. That's why I was thinking like Barcelona would be dope. To I guess, get 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 something going there. Cuz
1: I guess yeah, about 30 people would fill up
0: 30 50 for sure. 50, yeah. yeah. And I was like I feel like we could pack that. Yeah. Make it
2: Yeah, pop. bro. I yeah. mean yeah. um Anyway, not to to stay get too off topic or whatever with kind of the whole venue topic, but it's just interesting man like something to think about, you know, it's not all gravy for like every level you have difficulties. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's whenever you're pulling between, you know, 500 and say like 3000 people a show or when like, that's when this shit is really good. Cause you can go to a lot of different venues. You can still pull people in, you know, it's just, it's just interesting. And there's another humbling thing, bro. Like really big artists that we know, if you don't do the right promotion for your show, bro. And they go to just some random fucking town. Like, They might only pull fucking 80 people there one night. You know what I mean? Like that shit happens, bro. And um, it's just interesting. Max, I know you kind of keeping on point with topics. We got about 40 minutes before we reach our hour and a half mark minute.
0: We still got 40 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, So
2: we got plenty of time, yeah? So I was thinking. Uh, another thing that Max wanted to talk about was uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep it brief. Was Kanye West? I don't know if I can fucking. Um. Okay. Well, I
1: woke up this morning. I posted on my Instagram story. I deleted it very shortly. <laughs> uh, shortly saying, after <laughs> saying that Kanye, in my head,
2: he said, "This I, is what we got at eight sixteen this morning." Let me do this pod topic colon. Why Max thinks Kanye is not a genius producer and that he is the McDonald's of rap music? I read that I was like what <laughs> uh so I want you to I want you to say your piece on it. I'm gonna say my piece, Ricky, maybe you can say your piece as well, and then we'll we'll, we'll go what you a, got bro as I was where saying, were you at eight sixteen this morning bro max tell us about tell us about the max this morning because uh, it's a different max now, you know
1: yeah, I woke up at like six this morning beautiful um nice, but. I've been thinking about the new album he released and the two things that have just been kind of stuck in my head, at least the recent news I've seen about Kanye are, uh, the new album he put out like the Jesus, the Jesus, Jesus is King, Jesus is King. And, um, I haven't listened to it, so the like you haven't listened to it. No, no, I I listened to it, but I haven't listened to it in detail. Okay, got you. So I, I need to I need to go back. I heard like some he was definitely getting into like super deep things. Sure. And so, with his defense on the topic, yeah, I I am guilty of not like listening to it in detail, but I. I'm judging this from an interview Ross sent me mm-hmm. um, with Zane low and kind of what I got out of the whole thing. First of all, Kanye is like the most awkward talking person I've ever seen on any kind of interview video.
2: I don't it, think, yeah, I agree with I, you. On that. I
1: cannot stay. He's so metaphorical and he's just so like, it looks like he's about to crack at any second and he almost comes out as like a psychopath. to me. but <laughs> anyway, um, that being part of it, he, um, they, I also read a Rolling Stones article talking about Kanye and how it was. It's one of his biggest dreams to own a trillion dollar company, and I, I was like, okay, interesting. Kept on reading, then I start shortly after. It talks about the album, yep. Jesus is King. And then it talks about the whole, we'll call it an industry of Christians. Like sure. Christianity is like a whole industry. Biggest Collecti- business ever made. Co- collectively, they make three hundred seventy-eight million or $378 billion a year.
2: That's it? On churches?
1: Billion, yeah.
2: I thought it'd be like a lot more than that, but I get that that's, yeah, it makes, they make a lot of money.
1: It's still a lot. And so Kanye, thinking in his Kanye ways, me trying to put myself in his shoes, oh, that's a lot of money. That's more than like these sneaker companies I'm doing. See, I think, like that. And so he, I think, is trying to find some weird new way that nobody's ever thought of before to tap into that industry and to see if he can like pretty much i don't know if he
2: see i know what you're saying bro but like so so i get what you're saying on both those points and i sent you the you know i i agree with you i think on the first point when you said about kanye being awkward i think really the thing is kanye's incapable of saying what he really means i know that's a hard thing to like say but i think he's literally whether it be his ego, his emotions, whatever it is, like I think he's very, he's misunderstood a lot. Yeah, but I think um, additionally, he kind of like on the Christian like, thing, he bro. Seems like a nervous like if you if you look, me, yeah, he's an introvert, man, and you know sometimes yeah. we have a hard time speaking <laughs> to people, yeah. uh, particularly whenever you're as alienated as he is. Um, but what I'd say yeah. is is that you know Kanye. He the first song that he came out with his hit was Jesus walks,
1: yeah, which also ties like
2: into- so you know he he wrote that song and he was all about God and he talked about God a lot back in the day and I think he got lost in the sauce along the way and kind of you know quit you know talking about God as much and started talking about other things talking about more ignorant stuff, but when I think when it comes to this album I think. Did you the listen couple to th- it? Yeah, I've listened to it a lot. I've listened to it three times. So I said not a lot, but three times. I think like a few in things detail, about it like lyrically. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I think um I think li- I'm not a big fan of it lyrically. I think there's a lot of stuff on there that's interesting, but I'm just not a big fan lyrically. <laughs> You're my Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, bro, that was like one of the hardest songs. I thought the Chick-fil-A one closed on Sundays or whatever. Yeah. Like, I thought that was hilarious. I thought some of his other songs were like a little too try hard. I thought the features were great, though. And I think honestly, bro, and this goes back to why I love Kanye, man, production that he has, man. The production, the instruments, and the sounds that he throws in there, and the way he brings in other artists, not the fucking mixing, but the production. The production- Does somebody
1: somebody else see the mixing, though?
2: Uh, I'm not exactly sure he uses. He may do a lot of Bozo mixing, but yeah, I think he sends it off to other people. I think the mix was a little rough on a couple of the songs, but I thought the production was amazing. I didn't like his lyrics that much. I do not like this album as much as other albums that he's come out with. But what I will say is why Kanye isn't really the McDonald's of rap, in my opinion, (laughs) is because Kanye... Literally came out in two thousand four. Slapped the world across the face with one of the best records I think has ever been dropped out, which is College "Dropout." I think all the songs on there, most of almost every single one of them, is undeniable hit. And I think so it's amazing storytelling. His Gold next album wasn't on that, was it? Yeah, it was, no, it was on "Graduation." Yeah, "Graduation." I think was an equally good, if not better, album. And then after that, what did he get into? Uh, Late Registration, I thought was another amazing fucking album. Uh, Maybe it was Late Registration, then uh, Graduation. And so Graduation was, Good morning, good morning, let me step into the door, yeah. I don't know, maybe you don't think of that song
1: right there, but but anyway, it's like... Again, in his defense.
2: You didn't listen to him a lot. So uh, like those three records, bro, made it to where... Like, think of how big Post Malone is right now, for example. Yeah. And think about him being, like, four times more successful. What, back then? Yeah. Like, Kanye West literally was broke into white culture so that we started liking hip-hop on a more, like, commercial level. Yeah. But also, but Kanye, dude, he just did so much, bro. He was also the first rapper who was actually a producer, which means he's approached his music differently than every other real artist out there bro and he was he was undeniable and he still think dude 808 and the heartbreaks that what came out in like 09 or 08 every artist that's out today or for the last 4 or 5 years were influenced by that album yeah. like he has ripples in time in terms of how he's influenced culture and so that's why I think you have to respect Kanye as being just like one of the greatest of all time yeah i think I think he should have stopped probably at this stage and just focused on other things, but I respect the fuck out of him. The fact that he hasn't, and he literally just keeps going and keeps growing, bro. That, well, and that like, and I think this whole thing about the, to talk about Jesus is King. I think on this album, dude, it, I'll be honest with you, bro. Like surrendering to God and just letting go. Why is not, a fucking right? freeing thing, dude. Yeah, And like, and why you not, know, I like- haven't done, I've done that before, but I, I'm not like that way really right now. And I haven't been for a long time, but like, there's something in that there's like, how can you be hating on this dude who is literally trying to spread his faith and like his love for God? And like, again, regardless of you believe in God or not, like, I don't think this is just a malicious thing. I think this is literally Kanye just in his feels. He's a very emotional dude. And I think this is just him basically like expressing that in the only way that he knows how. And I think he'll be judged like a motherfucker for this. And I think in a few years everybody will be like Jesus King had ripples of effects on culture because they always do. I mean, I just think – I think his – his music and is. And why not, right? Actually, less so now. Ye hasn't had as much, didn't have as like the song, album we released last year didn't have as much effect, but he also released those songs of Kid Cudi. He's going to do Kid C Ghost. Like, I just think, dude, like Kanye does what Kanye wants to do, and I love that. And I think Jesus King wasn't his best album, um, but it, uh, I think the reason he's in such a good spot, bro, is the same reason fucking ACDC is in the same spot that it is because they came out with fucking bangers like four years in a row or four four albums in a row, and they yeah. solidified their spot for being one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Same way with Led Zeppelin, all of that. Well, you know it's what I mean?
1: interesting because like still was releasing albums after that, and it was like, okay, they're just trying to, like, recreate what they've already done.
2: So they've stopped, right, for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's But like- what's
1: interesting with Kanye is that now going on a positive topic about it is that he had those amazing records. But then he even talks about in this album how he fell off the deep end and just released trash, just yeah. absolute trash just because he could. And it's cool to actually see, even though this is, like, a religious album you can actually kind of tell he's trying again
2: yeah well so he's only released like a few trash songs
1: but yeah i mean i don't know i feel like in the past almost decade it's been just man may i but then again i don't know nah he's i mean dude fucking detail. all i'm thinking about is like dude like that luck la- and how
2: i love it that's a smash bro trash that's bro, a smash is little pump smash. that's a smash it is, bro
1: but it's fucking garbage like just why just the meaning behind it and everything
2: yeah There's but like that's what I that's what I'm saying is is like Dude, you But dude, it's still an rules, undeniable bro. hit, bro. I don't. I don't. You know yeah. what fucking mu- know You know what music that you like that, Dude, you listen to trash all the time just because this is Kanye that makes that song, dude. You listen to fucking other garbage, you know what I mean? Like and you don't think it's garbage because it's not Kanye. At the end of the day, it's, bro, it's
0: the market that decides and that mar and the market chose that song to be And I'm a such smash. a
2: fucking hoe. I love it. And with the big things, dude, that's just and th-
1: there's another song. He's he literally goes poop disc.
2: Yeah, poop, now that's poop. what I'm saying. That's the thing that I'm like. That's a troll, but also like, it's hilarious.
1: It and is, nobody else yeah. has ever done that.
2: What yeah. do you do? And so guess what? He's a fucking innovator, bro. And that's he why he, recorded he goes. He goes a song, dude. That's like amazing flip on a sample. And it's like this old soul sample. in the whole song, it's just building up or whatever. And it's like it's like slowly building up, slowly building up. And like the sample's getting more and more epic. And he's like, this verse right here, this verse right here, though, y'all ain't fucking ready. Y'all ain't fucking ready. And then the drop comes in and he goes, poop-de-dee-scoop. Poop. Poop. Poop-de-dee-scoop. Scoopy.
1: That. Yeah. scoopy poop yeah. poopy
2: de Scoop.
1: And like he was scooping it, the rest of the verse like that. Oh my like, yeah. god. And it's, so I think,
2: dude, that's how but that, like, dude, he's allowed to do that because he's literally released hundreds of other songs that get true. played in clubs yeah. all around the that's world. That's true. And so, like, that's dude, true. like, my whole thing is, is like, be fucking fearless. If you're going to be, like, Kanye is fearless, bro. And being fearless is how you innovate. And speaking of being fearless,
0: right now, as I was like, working on that spreadsheet that you you came in I was like like sending Give me a
2: little more context for what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: so uh earlier when Ross got to my place, I'm working on the spreadsheet, um I'm writing down all the la- all the labels that I'm going to send my my tracks to um and you know, I'm getting a list of all the all the emails and everything, their contacts. And I, I'm slowly going through all the labels and just making sure if the EP would go with the sound of that label. Yeah. And in you know, I'm I slowly I'm just accumulating this anxiety of <laughs> no, nah, what they're gonna say no, like like they're gonna say no, and I just feel like this like I don't know this weird feeling of anxiety that is and it's fear. You know, at the end of the day, it's just fear of rejection. Yep. That no, you're going to have to keep working hard. You're going to have to keep going. It's not and over. And that these people
2: probably aren't going to say yes the first time. Yeah. You know?
0: And th- yeah, just that. And so now that I'm explaining it, yeah, of course you're scared, but you have to be fearless. Like, who gives a shit? And I have to be even more relentless, not just in the music that I'm setting out, but in the social media and the yeah. content I'm producing. And so that's a good point. Hundred pieces be of content a
2: day. Yeah, I mean it's 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 you know you have to be. I'm such a Gary V. fucking fanboy, yeah, but like bro. you really have to be like so fucking ruthless with how hard you're going at it every day. Just fucking yeah. Just like look, I fuck. I only release thirty-seven pieces of content a day. That's still a lot, but fuck. I should you know why why. But yeah, every time you get overly stressed, you have to be like, dude, what am I worried about? Like, right. these, Like you have to be so aggressive with yourself. I'm basically beating yourself into doing shit, but you also have to be, when you're like about to rip your hair out, you need to be like, dude, like it's all good. You're going to, you're going to be fine. Like you just have to, you have to be so kind to yourself. While equally beating yourself up, and that's feel, like a very like hard I'm thing. Kinda, that's a hundred percent true, bro. I'm kind of
1: going through that currently too. That's what I do you, to you myself, bro. Of,
2: you I, remind
0: me of yoga because uh, mm. you know I was doing yoga the other day, and the teacher, yeah, she was awesome, man. She was <laughs> she was like leaning to the pose, and but but add a little bit of kindness into it. I'm like, yeah, you're fucking right, <laughs> you know, because you're so like, <laughs> Ugh, let's do it, that. motherfucker, because I'm so like that, but. You know, she was like, add kindness, like, like, be kind to yourself while you're doing that pose. I was like, you're fucking right. Like, you got to be kind.
2: Well, dude, yeah. like, and I will say, um, I think I'm a fairly positive person, but I was like talking to my mom earlier today, I too, bro. I for sure. But like, all this positivity comes at a cost. And that means like, today, and honestly yesterday as well, I woke up on kind of the wrong side of the bed, bro. Yeah. And I've been like- I've been kind of like that And I've week, been a little been bit of a weird. rut, but- you just have to you have, you and you have to just fucking say that I'm in a rut and right. just live with it and just live with it, bro. And recognize you're gonna exactly. have some knee jerk moves. And exactly, say something to people that yeah. are a little that you didn't mean to do. Then you didn't mean to do that. Yeah, but you have to be easy on yourself, bro. Because like, that's just life, man. No, and I like you really have For to sure. start being. And that, by default, that process will make you more calm more frequently. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I uh Good shit. I, I worked like eight days straight at my valet job. And yeah, I dude. Toward, You've toward, been killing it lately, man. Towards the end of it, I was telling people at work, like, I am so fucking ready to get out of here. Like, I am so tired of being here. And it's been so dead lately. Been making, Bro, I like, feel like no that tips. with
0: my job sometimes, too, but, for sure.
1: But uh, – I, too. I literally, yeah. this is probably a bad way to, that I've been looking at it, but I've literally been holding doors open. My job, it's not even parking cars. The biggest thing about my job is holding doors open for people that are being successful and that are like going, doing their careers and like going through their life. But yeah,
2: how successful really are and they, I'm bro? I'm letting
1: them pass by me. What do they really do, bro? bro, Uh, Regardless. Because, dude, that's
2: the thing. None of those motherfuckers are happy, bro. And I'm so happy our generation is here, bro, because I'm going to start preaching some shit. When I don't have a job anymore, bro, I'm going to start preaching some shit. Yeah. Because everybody is working because they think that's what their parents told them they should have fucking be doing. They're doing everything for other people. The house they own, the fucking car they own. The clothes they buy, yeah. the drinks they go out with, the dinners they spend money on—it's all a fucking front. And yeah. straight up, bro, I feel like it's uh, it's going to have to change. It yeah. has to change.
1: And so, our generation will change it. And so, what? I, what I was going to say on, um
0: dude. One thing I, one thing uh, that I said that I've been I've been thinking a long time is I truly believe in our generation. Because it's way more.
2: Because there's no more bullshit. Dude, yeah. Dude, dude, people you know,
0: are really understanding of what actual, actual happiness is.
2: And they are. Yeah. And you know, the other thing bro is, and this is something that really actually motivates me to make content on a daily basis. You realize that people are going to know very little. You know how we know about our grandparents and like our great grandparents and like, No, I'm Daddy Nat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm named after my great great grandfather. Yeah, they are all going to be forgotten, and we're the first generation that will be remembered. Dude, yeah, that's so true. And my great great grandfather will be remembered because of me.
1: Yeah, that's pretty interesting.
2: And otherwise, he would not be. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. We are the first, bro. I'm talking. We. This is being watched. Forty five years after we die,
1: dude. So Back,
2: think about you are being watched right now, forty five years after you die, by somebody you've never met, and you could have never met. This
1: is a total left field tangent. That's true, bro. But like, that's 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 pretty heavy, man. Yeah, it is. It's bro.
2: just like you. We need to start acting like it, bro. Yeah, yeah. We're the fucking forefathers pioneering a generation. Yeah, dude. It's just <laughs> it's real, bro. No, you're right, bro. It's you're fucking right. real, dude. Like people. Like yeah. social media it, it dawned on me recently and it's just like dude our great our great grandkids are gonna be able to are see be us able to dude see us very clearly and guess what our, else dude young- they're also gonna know that they can verify that their parents are full of fucking shit.
1: Yeah,
0: dude. That's true. Did
2: like did my parents actually live a
0: life that they can talking verify about right now? I that are parents, a high bro, right
1: now thinking about this with the camera right here. Dude, it's just like, <laughs> dude,
2: your 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 parents, but if you you could go and tell your parents and talk to them about everything, they would stop thinking like a fucking parent as much. They would stop thinking like the lens of what they have to say to you so that you go and achieve something one day cuz they'll realize that it's all out in the open anyway. Yeah. And it's time to live an honest life. It's time to not act like your life is perfect and that your kid has to go do certain things to achieve certain things that you fucking want them to achieve because you're insecure about things that you should have achieved. It's just like, bro. That trips me out. Hey, fucking men, bro.
1: That trips me out. This is kind of a left tangent feel, but there's this uh, Disney show called Coco. Okay. Dude, uh, my dad was telling me about Coco. Dude, it's a fucking... I'm... Okay, yeah, I'm a fucking huge Disney... Pro- like, Finding Nemo is one of my favorite movies. And <laughs> hey! Toy Story and the new Toy Story I mean, you just did a TikTok video cool. about Lion King, so... Um, new Lion King was okay, but...
2: uh, Really? The real one? Like, yeah, real one? it was... I don't know. You tell me you loved it after you saw it.
1: It was... I thought it was good. It was, like, total... Anyway. By the way, boys,
2: we're getting... Uh, it's 18 minutes, so we, we probably should start listening to some songs. Anyway, so.
1: Coco, long story short... Uh, A big thing in the movie is there's some old guy or there's some character in the dead realm and he's about to be forgotten and whenever you're forgotten, you turn to like gold dust Mm -hmm. and uh, he's almost forgotten but then the kid can like go back and forth between the real realm and the dead realm and then he like makes him remember and then so like the guy doesn't die in the dead realm. It's really weird. Anyway, (laughs) that was like super fucking vague and just so like yeah
2: yeah we'll edit this out after no anyway, it. cool. nah, dude i mean you know not to over on that stuff but it's just like dude we need to start recognizing like and i don't i i think it's true dude like you're not going to be happy until you're starting to produce content and showing the world who you really are and it's going to make everything easier because everybody's already going to, because when I blow up, inevitably, I will blow up and people will figure out who I am before a label can ever get a hold of me because I've planted so much stuff across the internet that a label's never going to be able to go and delete every bit of that content and like curate what you look like anymore, bro. Yeah. And you have leverage because of that. Because you're honest oh, yeah, and, you, and you don't fucking produce bullshit. People just want to know who the fuck you really are. And so it's like, I encourage every artist who's listening to this is like, go produce a fuck ton of content, not only because I think it'll make you more fulfilled and it'll get you a bigger fan base, but also because it's necessary to get, live the life that you really want and who you really are.
1: Yeah, because we are, we talk about going to our little studios and shit, but those are the big fucking Grammy winning studios. It's right there in your bedroom.
2: Yep. And everybody fucking who's winning Grammys right now, I mean a lot of them produce fucking records, cut records in their fucking bedrooms. Yeah. On a laptop. And so that is
1: the pl- that is the dream. That is
2: the- Yeah. It's it's start it's time to start realizing that your laptop is the fucking Beatles studio.
1: I don't know if we have or time. Or Abbey Road. I don't know if we have
2: time. But we can. I mean, we're doing good right here. This is some beautiful, some this beautiful awesome. ten boys. T- touching in on, we, like, we want to be time cognizant. If we're gonna do songs, we need to do it probably in the next like five minutes.
1: I don't care. About, well, I have a topic. Okay. Touching in on like your bedroom. Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't care about songs, honestly. Yeah, I don't care. You don't. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All
1: right. So, touching in on your bedroom being your fucking the Grammy winning place, regardless of what job you are doing or anything like Ross was saying, be nice to yourself and just really you, there's ways, especially this week, I've been studying for myself ways to get in that creative. I've been learning more and more how to get in that creative mind. Yeah. Like when yeah, I was yeah. learn well, I was, wor- so today I was working on your remix and today I was like, like y- y'all we were talking about being ruthless on yourself. I was like, fuck, I've just worked eight days straight. I want to fucking get,
2: Ross's remix done, but you're tired, bro. You woke up this morning, and you were like, got bags under your fucking eyes, and you didn't want to do shit. Well, I wasn't tired because I went to bed at like fucking nine o'clock. Oh, okay. But but I just mean like that shit happens, you know. It does. Yeah.
1: But I got up at like, well, I got up at six. My girlfriend left, and well, I actually ended up taking shit. Up, well, I ended up getting up at like, well, like six thirty or seven, and um, yeah, I took a shit today. Good. But Dude,
2: I like a clockwork bro every morning.
1: But anyway, I was like, I'm gonna get Ross's remix done and I'm gonna finish my EP. Like that was my goal today. And Dude. I kinda threw everything out the window, like because I wanted to get in that creative zone. Yeah. So I I got home, I listened to a couple of songs and kinda like worked myself up for it and then I was like cool all right i'm because i have specific songs that i analyze and that i use examples of like kind of yeah. vaguely for music i'm working on and so then i started working on ross's remix and i didn't get done with that shit until four this afternoon right. i started on it at like eight this morning right
2: and uh um, it sounds fucking good by the way
1: yeah and, uh, yeah, actually I'm listen s- to it if you want. I'm that could be the song we listen to. Yeah, I'm yeah. super pumped. We could dissect it or whatever. Oh, that's where, yeah. Yeah, we could, yeah, we can listen to it. We should do it. that. But what I, what I wanted to touch on was, yeah, it's, I'm accepting the fact that it took that long. Right. Uh, I'm like, oh, you didn't get done with it. Because, but you know, no you way. worked. You know what and I mean? And I'm still at a point where there's like exactly what you were saying when I showed right. it to you. Uh, there's still some muddiness to it. And I had those exact same thoughts. I was like, yeah, I think the bass is just folding over the song, just a little hair too much. But, um, uh, the other point I was going to get to was I was talking about your studio being like your Grammy award winning place. Um, well,
2: I was going to say what you were just talking about. Um, just that you know you uh, you do you do have to get into a creative zone and i was curious like i can, i'll start off but like what you guys do to force yourself to get into a creative energy cuz like for me particularly like there's a few things that i'll do to get into a creative zone particularly when i'm not feeling it um one of it is, is just listening to my songs and cleaning like for just cleaning my house or whatever, just fucking walking around, just listening to everything, taking it all in. I do that Uh, too. Another thing that I'll do is smoke. Like that's another way that I'll get creative. Yeah. Another thing that I'll do is watch some sort of documentary. Like I'm a really big fan of taking like a 15 minute break of just laying down, maybe 10 minutes even, maybe even five minutes of just laying down like mom, I'll often have like neck pain or back pain just from I, sitting at a I desk all the time, dude. Too. So Me too, I'll wrong. fuck cause so I'll like basically lay down for a good five minutes and just put something on the T V, maybe smoke, fucking watch what's on the TV and get lost in it, bro. And then and guess what? All that fucking nutrients and energy that my brain needs to go be creative again comes back. And and it's like you can force yourself to to do the things that puts you in the creative headspace. The biggest things that take me away from that are external events that I can't get my mind off of, like maybe something somebody said to me that really affected me in a way that I like just made me like feel a way about it. Like that's the stuff that I really have to try diligently to hone that energy and spit it out through a microphone, because that's how I cope with things like that. And it's it's like. It's like things that make me angry give me a certain energy that I have to put through music to like express and then other things. And so the creativity comes almost naturally from that and then other things, times you aren't inspired at all. just kind of blah and you have to go do things to kind of get your head like, maybe it's watching a documentary. Maybe it's listening to uh, somebody like Gary V talk or a documentary or a YouTube channel or a podcast. But like I do that and just kind of We'll take these five, 10 minute breaks in between me working on a session. Fuck. Sometimes it's 35 minutes. You know what I mean? But most of the time it's short and I just give myself that a little bit amount of time of a break. And then it's like I'm starting fresh again when I go back. I did
1: that today while I was working on your track. I I, I was like, all right, I got to stop. And I walked out to my car. I literally just sat in my car. I was like, I want to go work on there, but I know I have to have a break. I wasn't even hungry. I was like, "Well, it's twelve o'clock." Yeah. So I still went and I went to Thunder Cloud and got a sandwich just to get in your like a, a public space. You get know what I longer. do a lot?
2: Yeah, Ricky, tell us about your I'll usually, uh, zone. How you. Yeah, I usually zone. Yeah,
0: sometimes I get into a mad zone, dude. And I see you, bro. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, bro. You
2: you made something beautiful for me this last week. Hell yeah! Yeah, that was dope. I really like that, big hit, bro. I'm, I'm gonna show you some of the melodies I got in my head after this. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I can't wait to hear it. Um,
0: yeah, I mean that was like one one of those. You know, I was just listening to like some some music that I, you know, I really like that I you know, just never attempt to make. And then, you know, I grab you know that synthesizer, the Korg, which has some really dope sounds in there, and then, and then just kind of like just came out. You know, just I mean it was fairly simple. You know it wasn't that difficult to make and I feel like it has a lot of potential but uh, sometimes it's like that right sometimes it's super easy sometimes it just comes out and it's yeah. like wow this works I mean most the times, songs
2: that I write that I end up using fly out of my butthole like I'm yeah. fucking nothing else bro. well
1: your remix I, I was like I felt a little pressured because it's only a handful of days before right. there's like you know six days the, left or whatever the yet. contest and So I started, I had an idea, I had a vibe kind of going on. And then um, I started laying down some drum tracks and they were like some fast tempo drum tracks. And then there was a little section towards the end, Mm -hmm. it had this broken beat. And then I was like, oh shit, that needs to be the whole song. So I deleted all the rest of the drums and I just made this one little drum, simple broken beat drum track. And that Mm -hmm. ended up being the song and then I ended up, like, doing the thing. The drums only comes in, like, a handful of times, like, only in the main breaks of the songs and all mm-hmm. the rest of them. There's no drums at all. And I was like, it's such a dramatic, epic dynamic that I've put put into the remix. I was just let's like,
2: listen Whoa. to it, bro. Let's listen to it, because we only got, like, a few minutes left, so. All right. Let's give, yeah. it, let's give it a Can listen. I, uh...
1: Oh, is it plugged in?
2: It should be. Yeah.
1: I see. Plugged in sh- you
0: should be able to see it.
1: Man, I was trying to remember that one. M- There's one more thing. Oh, shit. There's one more thing I was trying to add on to having your s- bedroom studio, but I forgot what it was. Um, yeah, there's... Sh- oh, MB3? Um, Samsung. If
0: it's a Samsung, that's what it is.
1: Oh, shit. I think I'm connecting to somebody else's in another room. It should say Samsung? Yeah. Fuck. It's that? Samsung. Oh, uh, is there a search thing on it?
0: No, it should just work. What the fuck? Did you open the remote? It's, it's probably turned off.
1: Oh, shit.
2: Oh, bummer. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Now, creative process, I feel like, just is one of those things that, that uh, a lot of people get. I mean, part of it is, man, when you're first starting off, you just don't know. Like, you can create so much or you can create so little based on how much you want to judge yourself and what you come out with. You know what I mean?
0: Dude, yeah, man. That's a big part of the th- Dan, it's it's a crazy, balancing act. So what else is new, Rick? Uh just making these tracks. I have a gig coming up on the fourteenth.
2: Just being consistent.
0: Yeah, I should be making more social content. No. No.
2: Um, why do you say that?
0: What? Why should I be making more social content? I or just like feel like I'm not just making enough. As much.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I want to keep going on TikTok. Um of course.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. bro, I uh like
1: I can't get it to work. I feel hard. like I feel like I've been making a lot of TikTok, mm-hmm. but I think part of the reason I feel like weird about TikTok is because I seriously think I could put out like close to 100 videos a day.
2: On yeah, I mean, dude, that's the th- <laughs> And, and I'm
1: just like, that just seems so, so what we're, ha- it just right doesn't now. seem like thought out work to me.
2: But that's why, like, yeah. I mean, the Alexa video took me probably an hour to make, you know what I mean? That's like, a little bit thought so out. So it's though. like, dude, it's like my whole thing is, is like, you should practice on the quality of your content, but in order to get quality of content, use most people have to go make a bunch of poor quality content so that they can basically realize that none of that shit works and that they have to go make, like, something quality. And here's the thing I'll say about TikTok, again, and I don't know if I've said this previously, but there are so many people on TikTok right now that we're in a rare circumstance where TikTok has more attention than it has quality content. And it's the only reason that I've acquired, like, 140,000 views on that fucking video and, like, yeah. 4,200 followers. Like, it's just... Like, and dude, it, they what? just grows every day, bro. Like I'm literally, so I'm gaining like a hundred followers, 200 followers a day.
0: That's so crazy. Bro. And
2: like, I just think, bro, it's one video and all my other ones haven't done that well. I posted one earlier today that got like a thousand or 1200 views, but like, it's like, dude, it's like not that much, but it doesn't take that much, dude. And like, once you're like, here's the thing, dude, is that we'll be able to take this audience anywhere. Yeah, exactly like you will be able to transfer that audience to other platforms if you stick with it and you don't just ghost it and say it didn't work. You know what I mean? Like I think, uh, I think TikTok also has a really good shot at becoming the next IG. So I think if that fucking happens, dude, it's game over. Like TikTok will be around. They'll make some sort of slight modification where you can start posting pictures and fucking posting videos and it will just become a little bit, the profiles will start getting more views because people will start caring more about what's on your profile. Just like they did on Instagram back right. in the day. They only cared about the pictures you posted or the videos you posted. And it's just, it's a cyclical thing. Everybody needs to be on tip tick primarily just cause it's easy to get the organic re- it's like, yeah, I you 10- should just be posting on TikTok If you have are so overwhelmed by the fact that you have to post on IG, Twitter, Snapchat, you know, Facebook, uh, fucking whatever whatever platforms you're using, right? Or Spotify, all these things. If that's overwhelming to you, just go get a TikTok, figure out TikTok, and then you'll be able to understand all the other social platforms. Because you will make a you will basically just dedicate yourself to that. That scales better than trying to do all of them at once. I think you should do all of them at once if you can force yourself to have the time to. But I just think like, dude, like we just need to get more creative, you know, and you also have to recognize that like the, the nuances of the content, you just have to understand people, bro. It's, that's really what it comes down to. You know, TikTok is just a place where um, if we posted the same videos on Instagram, you're just not going to get nearly as, you're going to have like 2% of your followers who actually see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you post on TikTok, dude. I don't have, I had fucking 22 followers when I first posted that video that has 140,000 views now. Like, <laughs> I had 22 crazy. fucking followers. Yeah. And now I have, I'm going to have 5,000 by the end of the week. Like, again, they engage right now. Will they continue to follow me? Will I be able to convert that? I don't know. But I do know I'm doing numbers there, and it's because there's organic reach, and it's also like I love TikTok because it's like fuck it, let me just see what I do. Yeah, no, nobody's judging me here. That is an interesting thing about
1: TikTok is like people Everybody's judging you on IG. They won't yeah, exactly. True.
2: Nobody would post the videos they're posting on on TikTok. I, and fuck, I, I did. posted a
1: video on my story to, on my Instagram story from TikTok, and I. Almost felt a little like
2: weird oh, about uh, it. What
1: Dang. are my Instagram friends gonna think of this? TikTok, dude. Thing? No, I was yeah. the same way, bro. It's and like TikTok is for strangers, like for your TikTok, and dude. For TikTok strangers.
2: was so freeing to me because it made me see, realize how stupid I am for not posting other stuff on other platforms, right? Because it was like, I'm so nervous about what people are gonna think about me on the platforms yeah. that people can find me on, but on this one. Most of my friends aren't on here yet. And so it's like I thought about
1: that today. I was like, why don't I post all my videos from TikTok on Instagram? I was like You could even right now, think about it, it still seems a little bit Yeah, weird. I know,
2: dude. But I posted that I posted I that know. one Alexa video on there and uh it 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 has more views on there than any other video on my IG. <laughs> so it's like Yeah. The content's still better. But anyway, that's time pretty much, boys. You got anything else y'all want to wrap this with before we uh before we finish it up, any closing words? Nah, that was pretty good. Felt the content was strong today, boys. Yep. Max, go you for us?
1: Uh, work hard, and then you can force yourself to get in a creative mindset. So whenever you're not working, sit in your bedroom, Preach play a couple them, of your, play one or two of your favorite tracks, and fucking get to work. And don't be afraid to. Steal ideas because that's the only way music ever gets written, anyways. Do <laughs> <That's, that's true. laughs> not copy. Do not, <laughs> not copy songs, but, but fucking steal instrument ideas. Like yeah, literally you it. could steal the same instrument ideas. Yeah, the yeah.
2: tones, the whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. Exactly. Don't be afraid to go create this week. Do something that uh that maybe you wouldn't have done if you didn't listen to this. And that's all we got. Peace out, boys Peace. and girls. Appreciate y'all.